What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Adam. Uh, we got Dalton here with us. We had a very interesting week 10 in the NFL season. Um, I think I we'll probably just hop straight into this thing because we have a team that has severely underperformed, and I think we can point fingers at pretty much anybody we want to on this team. Um, we had the Buffalo Bills lose to the Denver Broncos. And it puts the Buffalo Bills at five and five, which I think going into the season, if you would ask me or Dalton or anybody in general, um, the Bills' record at this point, they probably would have said seven and three, eight and two, somewhere in that somewhere in that range. And now here we are after week ten, and they're five and five. And I guess first thing I'll ask Dalton before we even start pointing fingers at who's the cause for this. Um, do you think that at this point the Bills are making the playoffs? So, I mean, if I, I – no schedule in front of me, just basing off of um, how they played, I would say no. Um, and then, obviously, in the back of my mind, I know who they have coming up. So, the answer would be no, uh, which is crazy because, you know, you would think that, hey, the Bills are Super Bowl contenders. That's what you think going into every season, right? They're, they're, they're one of the top four or five betting odds teams. Um, and, you know, it's it's disappointing when you have a team that is supposed to be that good um, turn out to just lose the way that they lose. I mean, 12 men on the field, the Broncos miss a field goal, and then because of a flag, now they get another chance at it. Um, and then, so you talked about, you know, pointing fingers and stuff. Um, they fire their offensive coordinator when I don't even think he's the problem. Like, that was the easy way out for Sean McDermott, in my personal opinion. Because they, I mean, when you, I, I seen some stats, and it was like, they're like, seventh in like they're like top five to ten in all offensive categories in the NFL. Obviously not including rushing, but play calling, efficiency. And it's like, you know, your offensive coordinator's not not the problem. I mean, I think they have a culture problem. And I think that starts with the head coach in my opinion. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the the offensive coordinator being fired because now the play calling duties are going to Joe Brady. And I'm a big I'm a big believer in Joe Brady. Being an LSU fan, he's the one that took over from Matt Canada. I know a couple weeks or was the last episode I was trashing Matt Canada. Well, Joe Brady's the guy that took over for him at LSU when Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase had that probably the greatest college season ever. Right. Okay. Joe Brady knows what he's doing. It's just when he left LSU, he unfortunately went to the Carolina Panthers, right? With no playmakers, no one that could really do anything for him. I think Joe Brady's a great a great idea, but you're correct. It's not the offensive it wasn't the offensive coordinator that was the problem. And with that being said, my question for you is is who who do you think is the problem? Is it Sean McDermott? Is it Josh Allen or is it a third party? So I mean I, I think this is the thing. So it's it's easy to blame um interceptions and, and whatnot on a quarterback, right? I understand that. Um however like when you watch Josh Allen, you know how he plays football. He throws the ball down the field. He's a gunslinger. He's going to take shots. He's going to take chances. Yeah, some of them are ill-advised. You're like, man, he shouldn't have done that. Um, And then sometimes it works out, though, and you're like, man, what a, what a play by Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a tier A quarterback in the NFL, right? He, he's one of the top five, six quarterbacks in the NFL. Everyone, everyone knows that. He just makes bonehead plays, kind of how Brett Favre used to make bonehead plays. But Brett Favre is top five in all-time touchdowns, top five in passing yards because of that. You know what I mean? So I don't – I'm not – it's not Josh Allen's fault completely. However, I do think he's got to be better. In part of that, though, I believe it's Sean McDermott's problem. And and the reason I blame the coach um, mainly and, – and, and I'll get to the other, other ones as well. Uh, McDermott, though, I, I think it's a culture problem, literally, man. Like, on the sideline, he's like – he blames everyone but himself. He – if if – they have to call a timeout because they're not prepared. He blames the quarterback. He blames the defense. Like, dude, you're the head coach. You're the one that has to get your team, you know, ready to play every week. Listen, when the Steelers have a shitty offense for a decade, guess what? That defense is ready to play every single week, man. Like, you know what I mean? Mike Tomlin has those guys ready, and, and Sean McDermott doesn't. That never has them ready to play, man. And I think that's why Josh Allen makes mistakes is I feel like so much of the pressure is just on him to – we need you to win his football games. And then – the fact that he allows, like, Stefan Diggs' brother and all them, all that, like, the fact that he doesn't condemn that is a problem, I believe. Because, like, Josh Allen is their star. I mean, we, we all agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, he is the Buffalo Bills. 
Yeah, I, I personally do believe it is a Sean McDermott problem. And I just think things are getting stale there. Like, I think McDermott's a good coach. I think he's one of them guys that he needs replaced, but he should find a job elsewhere yeah, immediately. Yeah, sure. after. I, I, I think, think he's just gotten stale. Yeah, I think I think Sean McDermott just doesn't make Josh Allen better. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Sean McDermott wants to win games that are 14 to 10. And Josh, Allen, Josh Allen wants to score 42 points. Like, yeah, what I'd like to see is – um, Brian Flores, I would love to see him get a job here with Buffalo Bills. He's that type of mind that um they need, yeah. right? The guy that has his head on straight. He's intense. He 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 would literally bring that last little bit. It would be kind of like when um what was it in the NBA? Uh, was it Dwayne Casey that got fired from the Raptors? Yeah, he he was a good coach, one coach of the year, but they were never going to go over the hump. They fired him, they brought in Nick Nurse, and they won a title year after. I think the Bills could be a candidate of doing something like that. If you can bring in the right guy, I think Brian Flores is that guy. He deserves another chance in the NFL. He this this Bills team is soft. They're they're kind of split up. You hear all this rumors, you know, all the talking between Stephon Diggs and his brother, like you brought up. And I feel like it's been a constant thing under McDermott. I think if they had a solid leader someone with that leader mindset that this could fix this problem. Like having Flores there on as the head coach and then having Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator, dude, like that could be a match made in heaven. I think that would be beautiful. Um, I, but I do blame Sean McDermott. I think that he's gotten stale and he doesn't know how to establish a culture that is that needs fit for that Buffalo team. Yeah. I, you know who else? And obviously I, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to happen, but looking back, Dude, Brian Dable should be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Like he left him with the New York. No, bro. Like if Brian Dable, Brian, that offense under Brian Dable was so good, dude. And like, obviously they've been bad in New York this year, but I mean his quarterback can't even throw the ball five yards. Like it is, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, look, they look like that could be another because Dable's probably getting fired in New York. I'm sure. Yeah, right? he's probably getting fired because they handled Daniel Daniel Jones forty million a year, and you know, not to me, not, not to me, coaches are gonna be able to win with that. But he could be a guy. He he has the experience dealing with him. He could be a guy come in and change the culture as well. So yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point there like too. Because to like I said, I mean, Josh Allen's the guy there, and I do I do think that like he feels a lot of pressure, man. Like you see him come off the sideline and like the confidence, like you can see, like when Mahomes has a bad game, like his confidence is never in doubt, right? Like he's literally going out there the next possession, like, hey, we're about to we're about to run on the field in two and a half minutes. Like Josh Allen comes off the field, like. You can look at him and tell, like, dude, he's just like discomforted, man. It's, it sucks because, like I said, he's he's a top five six quarterback, man. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. But I'm gonna transition the conversation from one Josh to the other. We're going to go talk about Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Um, one, this man deserves to be the NFL starting quarterback next season. Oh yeah, right. He deserves to be a starting quarterback next season. I know it probably won't be in Minnesota, which it should be. But there's going to be plenty of teams in the market for a quarterback. The Falcons, the Bears, the Jets, possibly. The Vikings, the team he's on. Like, there's going to be so many teams vying for a quarterback. I think Josh Dobbs has shown he's a leader, and he can win under any system. Yeah, man. I mean, it's cool to see. I mean, obviously, you know, um, Josh Dobbs, you know, when you look at it, is he is he a top ten, top five talented quarterback? Well, no. But he makes the right plays to win. And his effort, dude, it's the effort. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you've seen the – like Kevin O'Connell was like, oh my gosh! Like whenever he had that run, he just said, "Listen, Josh, I'm gonna call this play. If you don't have somebody open, just run." And literally, dude, he just like circles and circles, and then he runs off the field. And you know, Kevin looks at him, and he's like, "I don't even know how you did that." Like it's the effort, man. And um, I don't know. I I think the like, listen, man. I think the Vikings make a run at the playoffs. I I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna get there because could the could the story end? Maybe right. I mean, we could see a downfall and it'd be bad. I hope not because, like, I like the story, man. And Josh Dobbs is easy to like, dude. He's literally a, a somebody that I feel like anyone – like, I don't know how you could not like the Josh Dobbs story. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, it's cool to see for sure. Honestly, I think Minnesota will make the playoffs, mainly just because, if you like, if you look at the playoff standings right now, they would be the seventh seed. Yeah. And the teams under them, New Orleans, whose offense has been completely terrible. They're stagnant. They're – they don't look like they're going anywhere. Tampa Bay's under them, and so is Washington. Washington can't stop a nosebleed. Yep. You know, I don't think in, any of the teams are better than Minnesota right now. And I'll tell you what the scary thing is, Justin Jefferson's not playing. Yeah, well, so so listen to this. Did you see where they were 1-4 and four with Jefferson, and they are, what, 5-0 and oh without him? 
That's kind of insane. That's kind of so, insane. So you, you may tell you why. You may tell you why. I think it's because, and this is just my personal opinion, when Jefferson's there, his talent is so good that you feel like, I, you know what, I'm throwing him the ball every time. Yeah, but well, he has to touch it. But TJ Hawkinson is a top two, three tight end in the NFL. Jordan Addison is probably, in my opinion, the best rookie wide receiver out of that class, at least right now. I mean, he's showing up every single week. So what does Josh Dobbs do? He just throws a two-hever and it's open. You, get, you know what I mean? Like, what did Kirk do when, just, when Jefferson was there? He threw a two-hever and was open. And when Jefferson's there, man, it's just like, I'm, where, wherever Jefferson's at, I'm throwing him the ball, which is cool because he is arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Um, but I think I think we've seen it time and time again, right, with teams like when when a star goes out or not not a, I mean, not saying a star went out, obviously he got hurt, but there's other playmakers there that are also really good. It's not that it's not like he was playing on a team where the other skill players were bad. I mean, Hawkinson and Jordan Addison are, are good. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen this, but did you know that Dobbs and Hawkinson have actually been working out together for like the last few off seasons. No, I didn't, I didn't see. But they already had that chemistry built up, which I think is why Hawkinson last week had like ten or eleven catches. But could you? Could the you chemistry's imagine, there. Could you imagine T.J. Hawkinson on the Detroit Lions right now <laughs> yeah. with Sam Laporta? I mean, Dude, yeah, like it, it would look kind of similar to what the Eagles did during their Super Bowl run when they had you know Zach Ertz and. um well, was it Burton there, and then they brought yeah. in Goddard, where they always had the two tight ends rotating in. Yeah, yeah it that'd be a lot of fun for sure. Um, now, the, the correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't John Stop start out like training camp with the Cleveland Browns He's this year? Second string quarterback. Okay, and so that's perfect time to transition because boy, wouldn't they love to have John Stops right now? Oh, they, we, we. So, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it for a second. Tell me, some Browns fan. Um, I will say this. So he started. So Deshaun started out. Um, six for twenty. On Sunday, and he completed fourteen straight passes in the second half. Fourteen for fourteen in the second half. So, on a sprained ankle and a hurt shoulder. I I don't. I'm not even gonna get into if I believe it or not because I don't want that karma to come back on me. Um, I just feel like Deshaun Watson has literally like. I don't know, man. I I I'm not saying I can't believe that he's hurt because if he is, then it then it sucks. But I, you just don't know what to expect out of him. Like he got the bag, bro. It's, it's all guaranteed money. Like hell yeah. I got, hey man, my my shoulder's hurt and I need surgery. All right, well here's here's seventy million dollars we owe you. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he won. He wins regardless. Um. So anyhow, um, let's talk about that Browns defense real quick. You know, they kept him in the game, blocked field goals. It, you know, interceptions, pick sixes, whatever you want to say. I mean, that Browns defense week in and week out are the reason they're in football games, man. And um, I know Miles Garrett is sitting at 11 and a half sacks right now uh, through nine games leading the NFL. Wouldn't be surprised if he if he wins defensive player of the year. I think we talked about that. Um, he's just – Miles Garrett's really good. Um, and, and and now, you know, what what could be with Josh Dobbs in that offense is, would be nice to know, especially now because – PJ Walker's terrible, so now he's not starting this week, and they're they're starting the rookie DTR. Um, and and listen, in in the preseason he was good, but it's preseason, man. And now you just you're going against second and third stringers. Yeah, and and now we got the Steelers' defense is also a top five defense. And Stefanski says well, we're playing him; he gives us the best chance to win. So now all the pressure's on this kid who literally had one bad game. You benched him and went and got PJ Walker. And now you're telling him, hey, we need you to win this game. So it's it's shitty. I mean, if you had Josh Dobbs there, you know. Uh, probably, probably make the playoffs. Wait, I don't know if you remember or not, but when we did the AFC North breakdown, DTR was actually one of my picks for my favorite pick of that entire draft, yeah. or like you know, for the Cleveland Browns. I love the DTR pick, and I, I'm a I'm a fan of the kid. But when you look at this playoff standings right now, you the, the Cleveland Browns are the sixth seed, right? They have Houston behind them, who's five and four. You got Cincinnati behind them, who's five and four, and then also Buffalo back there is five and five. Somebody's not making a playoffs out of the teams I just said. At least two of the teams I just said, and I think losing Deshaun Watson, even though he hasn't been great this season, I don't. I don't think that's a recipe for a playoff team. When you yeah. see the teams that are behind you, and now you're throwing out a rookie out there, um, I I think Cleveland's a prime destination for a big free agent quarterback. Yeah, like at sure. this point, at this point, like I know he's probably washed, but I think Cam Newton might be worth an opportunity here. So, so the thing is, the thing is, and um. I don't want to go into this guy, even though you know we can discuss him if you want. Um, I I mean, 
I, I would like to I would like to see Cleveland say call Arizona and say what do you want for Kyler? Obviously, I'm I'm guessing they're gonna draft a quarterback. If he's not your quarterback of the future, I mean, played well this week in Arizona with a bunch of backups, um, and I think he could fit decent with that offense because Nick Chubb will be back next year. You got a lot of speed guys on the outside. You know what I mean? Like, go get somebody that's young and can play, man. And I, they won't. I'm just, you know, Kyler's a name that that could fit because he's young and Arizona's bad and you know all all that. But I don't know, man, because I mean the schedule wise coming up, you know, I'd like to say we beat Pittsburgh at home. I'd like to say that, but I don't know. And then we have the Broncos. I'd like to think we beat the Broncos, but hell, they just beat the Chiefs. Broncos won three straight. Yeah, back to back. Um, the Rams. I'd like to say we could beat the Rams. Then we got the Jack. You know what I mean? Like. I, there's games I would like to say we could win, but but I don't know. I will say the defense will keep us in every game. I mean, yeah. I, they will. Um, but you just have to hope DTR can just be a game manager. And, and listen, maybe DTR comes out and 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 balls right. I think if DTR can come out and throw for 180, 200 yards and not turn the ball over, they'll they have a chance to hey, win. Yeah, anyway. you'll win for sure. Absolutely, I agree you'll with you. for sure. Um, <laughs> so one. I don't think Kyler is a realistic name for you guys, mainly just because you guys are stuck in that Deshaun oh, Watson contract. Yeah. Right. With that being said, the guy they or the team that you guys traded with to get Deshaun Watson, boy, they're in a good spot right now. Yeah, they are for sure. Are they? They are in a great spot right now. Yeah, they, they, nice. um, <laughs> they traded for CJ Stroud. They got the extra, what, two more first round picks yep. out of you guys. Yeah. Um, CJ Stroud. So I, I want to take it this uh, conversation in this direction real quick. Do you believe CJ Stroud should be in the MVP conversation? Um. So I mean, I it. So l- let me ask you this question before I answer that question. How many people? How many players do you consider in the MVP conversation? Um, I think AJ Brown's there. No, like like a number, like five, ten. Uh, like oh, yeah, probably probably five to six players. Um. I mean, I, I would say – I mean, I would say he's around there is what I would – yeah. I mean, I would say so. I mean, he. I would say he's in the in the ballpark of um, five, six, four. I mean, I think he's definitely up there somewhere. Um, obviously, you have some receivers this year that usually are not um, in the MVP race. You know, it's always quarterbacks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the season that he's having um, for sure. Um, now, I did look um, – what, what are they? They're five and four, right? Which is which – is, um, you know, I will say this before we um this offseason, we talked about a team. I remember I said, like, what's it? I had a feeling like the Texans would be my pick to surprise some people. Um, I think we both took them as the yeah, dark horse. It was because I knew CJ Shaw was going to be good. Did I think he's going to be this good this early? No, I don't think anyone did. Um, but I did look at their schedule, it has been relatively easy, which is good. It's a good thing, you know, obviously. Um, had they had the if they had the Chargers schedule so far this year, would they be five and four? Maybe not. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because they've had some. They have had some easy games. But um, I mean, he what's he got? Fifteen touchdowns, two picks. Super efficient, dude. Eight to one touchdown. Second in the league in passing. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. So I mean, I would say yeah, he he's in the MVP race. Do I think he'll win? Probably not. It's a rookie. I mean, if they go nine and eight, does he win? Probably not. But I think he's got to at least be in the conversation. Look, I think if the season ended right now, there's five guys in in contention for the MVP: C.J. Stroud, Jared Goff. Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, and AJ Brown. Yeah, them, I, to me, them are the five guys yeah. that that you look at it and say that guy should be MVP or can at least make a, a a nice case to be MVP. And I think the Texans, dude, the Texans hit home runs this offseason. Tank down the draft, it's fantastic. Hiring yeah. uh, D'Amico Ryan's fantastic. Trading back up to get Will Anderson, fantastic. Everything they have done has set themselves up for success oh, for a now, they, now they own the browns picks and we're assuming that the browns aren't going to fall off yeah right? like we're hoping the browns don't fall off but if the browns but if the browns fall off now sean's down and you're starting a rookie six round pick you know at quarterback all of a sudden them picks might become more valuable for the Texans. absolutely absolutely yeah I mean, that, listen so before we knew what cj stroud was i said they won that they that they won the uh trade before i even knew who they got out of it. They won the trade regardless. They got rid of Deshaun Watson. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude hadn't played in two years. Like, they won the trade, and uh, obviously they definitely won the trade. So, so since we're on C.J. Stroud, I just got a question for you. Um, so, when we look back at rookie quarterbacks, um, you know, 
we think of – I'm trying to think of guys that had good seasons. Obviously, you know, you had Baker who 28 touchdowns, most touchdowns ever by a rookie first season. Didn't even start the first two weeks either. Would have probably had 32, 33. Um, but the, the guy that comes to my mind in recent history as the best rookie quarterback is Andrew Luck. Um, do you think that C.J. Stroud is – have like? You think he's better than a rookie Andrew Luck, or do you think a rookie Andrew Luck was better? I'm just curious. Obviously, the Colts were really bad, but he threw for 4,500 yards. So I, that that's who I kind of think of. You know what I mean? I think talent wise, I, talent wise, I think Andrew Luck was better. But when right. it comes to just playing the game of football, yeah. I think CJ Stroud was better. Right, right. and I, I agree. I think talent wise, Andrew Luck was. If he would have never got hurt, he we, he would have been an argument as one of the best quarterbacks ever. His talent was through the roof. Um, so yeah, I agree for sure. Um, so yeah, look, there's so look, there's one guy that I think. When we talk about great rookie seasons, there is RG three. Oh yeah, for sure, I agree. with RG three, Blake Stroud was the number two pick of his draft. Yeah, right. He went to a bad organization. Good organization. And then he bought out his rookie year, got an RG three. We know how that ended. He got hurt and completely fell off. Yeah. But I, that's who I would go back and compare it to is the RG three season because he's right. he's given this franchise hope. Yeah, you know, you, like you're seeing the vision for it. And listen, if he can, if he can just have a career like what he's doing now, like even if he doesn't get better, right? Let's just say he just does what he's doing right now, dude. Th- this Texas team wins the Super Bowl in three to four years. Yeah, and that, I mean, like, dude, that's a win for that organization. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, now, happens. now let's go from a guy that can win the Super Bowl in a couple of years, or a team that can win the Super Bowl in a couple of years. So two teams that we thought coming to the season had a chance of winning the Super Bowl is this season. The 49ers against the Jags. So I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Did this game this past Sunday, did it show you that the 49ers are for real? They are the team that we thought they were a month ago. Or did it show you that the Jags are fraudulent? Um. So so last week you had a question if, if I was worried about the Niners. Remember I told you I wasn't yet. Um. Obviously, I'm not. You, know, I mean, dominate. I mean, dominant performance. And and the thing about it is, is Jacksonville was hot, dude. Like Jacksonville had been went on a run and beat some good teams along the way. So, um, I I, I want to say, I, I want to say that the Niners are more dominant than the Jaguars are fraudulent. Um, but once again, I worry about the Jaguars' offense, man. I mean, Etn got hit early in the game. Um. And something, you know, wasn't a concussion, but they were they were treating it as it was. So they were, you know, leaning on not letting them run the ball. But we went we watched the Jaguars um take Trevor Lawrence and make him throw the ball or have him throw the ball. And it did it that's not I, I said it week two, man. You gotta give ETN the ball and let everything else open up. But um the the Niners defensive line, dude, is just disgusting. I mean, adding Chase Young to that already crazy D line is is wild. Um and look Trent Williams and Debo were back, and Brock Purdy looked like, you know, the Brock Purdy that we thought when he was 8-0 as a starter. I mean, 19 of 26, 300 yards, three touchdowns. If Brock if Brock Purdy goes 19 for 26, 300 yards, and three touchdowns, I don't know of many teams that can beat him, dude. I don't, know, he, I don't know of any teams that can beat him. There's not. There's not. Because if he plays like that, the defense is, is the defense. Regardless. Like, they dominated. Like, they beat the brakes off Jacksonville this week. And it's the first time McCaffrey has scored a touchdown in a season. Yeah. A full season. 17 games. Right? Yeah. Well, I guess technically it was game 18. Literally an entire season of games that he went through and scored at least one touchdown. Yeah. And he didn't do that. And they won by 30. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't give up a touchdown. Like, it's crazy, man. It's wild. Yeah. Um, then we'll move on to another pep, uh, team that we, a lot of people thought was a powerhouse a few weeks ago. And then they, they had a really good game this past week against the Giants. We're talking about the Cowboys. Does this game, I think they won like 41 17, was we both called it would be a blowout. We knew it would be a, you know, nowhere near being a close game. Does this game instill any more faith in the Cowboys for you, or do you still have them exactly where you had them last, as before last week? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think this game did because the Giants are the worst team in the NFL. So, it it wasn't gonna really help if they would if they would have lost it would hurt it would have hurt right it's kind of like those games in college where you just randomly pick teams to play and it's like man if we lose it sucks but if we win we were supposed to I mean the Cowboys were supposed to win um and I, I remember I, I said last week the spread was sixteen and a half I think it's the easiest pick all season and and it was um no I, I will say this the week before against the Eagles Dak played really well and then this week I mean dude he went and balled out so. 
if Dak can continue to play how Dak is playing, the offense will have a really good, you know, a, a good chance of scoring on, on defenses. He's got CeeDee Lamb involved. CeeDee Lamb's third in receiving in the NFL, right behind Tyreek and A.J. Brown. So CeeDee's having a really good season, uh, but Dak's having a, a decent stretch of games. So I don't know. I mean, the Cowboys' defense is good, and we've said that. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just the thing about the Cowboys is – and I want to have hope every year um, just because it's like this is the year they have a good team. And it, Dak lets you down every every single year. I mean, I'm telling you, they're going to get matched up against the Niners in the playoffs, and they're going to score seven points, and they're going to lose. And it sucks. You know what I mean? Because that's what you know. It don't suck because I'm not a Cowboys fan, and I love it. Um, but if you're a Cowboys fan, it sucks. Because every year they have the team to win the Super Bowl and they can't like for like Tony Pollard, dude can't he can't run for forty yards. I don't know what the hell happened. Like First, oh, look, he's averaging three three point nine yards a carry. Yeah, it's, you know it's crazy. Like it's wild. And then so question. So we're talking about Dak. So, so this season so far, Dak Prescott has a seventy one percent completion percentage, seventeen touchdowns, six picks with twenty four hundred yards. Does this season give you any more faith that he can win them a playoff game? That he can get he can get them to the Super Bowl. Does this season improve that for you? Or do you look at it and say, well, he put up 40 twice on this crap Giants team? He lost to the Cardinals. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, do you weigh the stats to the so, uh, so I, I get what you're asking? So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go with the Bills take here and compare it to the cap. I think Mike McCarthy is the problem. Honestly, I think Jerry Jones is the problem, if you want me to be real honest. Jerry <laughs> Jones is the worst owner in the NFL. The worst owner was the commander's owner, and he got rid of the team. Jerry Jones needs to do the same damn thing. And if he don't, it's going to be the same thing every year. I think I think they say – this is the Cowboys. Dak, we, we, you're our chance to win. We need you to win us these games. And if he has a bad game, dude, his confidence is gone. Um, So I – I don't think Dax is bad as some people make him out to be. I think I think we both had him around ten, if I can remember right. Um, so top ten in the, in the NFL is not easy as a quarterback, right? I mean that, that that's something to be proud of. Top ten NFL quarterback, and Dax Dax's been good a lot of times in the regular season. And I feel like sometimes like is it his fault that they had Zeke line up at center against the 49ers? Well, no. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I. I, so I think that I think once again I think Dak's kind of in a situation like Buffalo. To be honest, I really do. So we'll move on. We'll move on to the um from one guy that everybody's familiar with, Jerry Jones, to another guy everybody's familiar with, Bill Belichick, uh, with the Patriots. This Patriots team is pathetic. Oh, Mac Jones is awful. Mac Jones. Well, listen, I, go go back to our stereo days. I told you. Mac Jones will be taken in the first round, but I wouldn't touch him in the first five. Yeah. I, I, I told you that. I told – I tried telling everybody that. He, he's terrible. I don't see what anybody's seen in him. The only thing he had going for him was he played at Alabama. That's it. That's all he had going for him. Well, now they they put up six points against the Colts, who's not a good team. They're not a good team. Right, six points against them. Mac Jones gets benched for the third time this season. Why is Bill Belichick still rolling them out there if you're just going to bench them three times through? Like, let's he's literally getting benched every at like every three games, mm-hmm. right? So my question is: Is this Bill Belichick's last season with the New England Patriots? It is, and I know where he's coaching next year. Let's hear it. I, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna ask you where do you think he's coaching next year? Because I I don't, I, I don't think he does. I, I don't. I, I think I think once he's gone from the Patriots, he'll be done. So I used to think that until Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, and I think Belichick, in his mind, says I've got to go somewhere and win a Super Bowl. There's a team in my mind. Offense is really good. Defense is kind of ass, but if Belichick gets a lot out of defenses that are typically not the best, it's the Chargers, dude. I think Bell. I think they fire Staley, which they they should have already done. And if you give Belichick a twenty five year old Justin Herbert in that offense, I think I think you'd see them be disgusting. I mean, I because what he would do instead of having Herbert sling the ball seventy times and down the field, he would become a top. He Eckler's a perfect example. Check down, check down, check down. Keenan Allen, check down. I think I'm not saying that they're in a tough division. Obviously, you got Kansas City there, um, but I think if Belichick leaves and he coaches again. I think it goes to the Chargers, and I think it works honestly. Dude, I think Patrick Mahomes being in that division will be enough for Belichick to not go there. Oh, and I, think, I think if he left, he'd go somewhere in the NFC because every year the NFC is somewhat open. 
Right. Yeah. I know what you mean. You know, the Niners, that's about it. But realistically, I, I can't think of a team that I would look at like that's a Bill Belichick team. Yeah. Right. So I don't really know where he would go unless he wanted to go to the Giants no, and just and just show how good he is. Like I don't know, man. I I think Belichick would be okay in New England if he also wasn't the general manager. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me of like Chip Kelly whenever he took over the reins as the Eagles head coach and he he's able to come a GM and he just ruined the entire team because he was trying to put together his image of a team instead of just getting the best players possible. Well, there's, the thing um, is, it's like it's like there's no. I'm gonna compare it to like government. There's no checks and balances. So like yeah. if the Senate and the House was combined, there would be no, which they're both shitty anyways. But if they were combined, there would be no one to you know what I mean? Like, oh, we make laws because we want to, and it goes to the other side. Well, like same thing. The GM and coach. Well, if you're the GM, you just make all decisions, and guess what? You coach them on Sunday. Like, it, I don't know. I, I agree. I don't think it's good. I don't. I don't think any like as good as Andy Reid is. He does not need to be the GM. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah agree. Agree. Um, but how funny would it be if he did leave the Patriots this year and continued coaching, and he went to Tampa Bay next year? Yeah, I mean, it would be funny. And just, uh, okay, <laughs> I got a, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Let's just say hypothetically, he leaves and goes to the Chargers, and wins a Super Bowl. Does that Super Bowl mean more than Brady going to Tampa Bay and winning a Super? Or are they or are they different? I I think it's the exact same. Okay. I, I don't think one's better than the other. They'll, they'll they'll prove that they were able to win without each other. I think Brady getting that and then seeing how bad Bill has struggled, I think it hurts Bill's legacy. Yeah. And so, I think Bill if, – if Bill does coach again after this year, you know, it, it, assuming the Patriots move on from him, if he does coach again, that will be his only thing is winning a ring because he understands that his legacy has been tarnished by the fact that he has really struggled without Brady and Brady went on and won a Super Bowl. And Brady didn't miss the playoffs after leaving. Yeah. So Brady yeah. continued to win. So now you can look at that New England dynasty and say Brady's the reason. It wasn't Bill. Shit, he so got like if, – if he wasn't in NFC South, he'd have missed the playoffs last year. They're shitty. He got <laughs> blessed. You're right. You're right. But, but okay, let's, so let me ask you this. And one last question. We'll move on. If Belichick was to win a Super Bowl outside of New England, do you think it makes up for the last three, four? You know, the, the it does. I, I think it does. I, I think it shows because okay. because to me it shows that Belichick and Brady were mutual, like they needed each yeah, other, and, sure. and they were they were the only reason that franchise was even relevant. Right. So, I, I think people would forgive the last few years of New England because they would realize, well, anybody would suck if after they lost the top five quarterback of all time, arguably yeah. the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. You know? no, I, I so I, so I, I think you could make that, you know. Um, but we'll move on. We're going to move on to, uh, well, I, I guess it was a former protege of Bill Belichick. Uh, Josh McDaniels was fired a couple weeks ago by the Raiders. And Antonio Pierce has stepped in and went 2-0. Do you think that Antonio Pierce is just that much better of a coach than Josh McDaniels? He's able to get more of his players. Do you think it's been a schedule? Like the schedule, like the teams he's faced, reason he's two and there. Like, what do you think is the reason for this? And do you think it will continue with Antonio Pierce at head coach? I like, I like the question. Um, so this is the thing. I I wish I ain't gonna lie. I wish you would. I wish you asked this question next week because they play the Dolphins this week. Um, and then I, then you know what I mean. I could give a better better perspective because I'm gonna be the guy that says they've played the Giants and the Jets and. The Jets did everything to lose the game. The Raiders did not win that game. The Jets did everything in their power to not win the football game. Now, do I think that um, the Raiders want to play for Pierce more? Absolutely. Um, you can see a difference in culture. You can see Adam only get 30, 40 receiving yards, and he's not mad. Um, however, their next two games are Miami and Kansas City. So my question to you is, they're 2-0 and with Antonio Pierce, and two weeks from now, are they going to be 2-2? Two and two? Because I think yes. I I don't think so. No, I, I think I, I think I think they'll be three and one. I, I I think they'll beat the Dolphins this week. Well, they probably will because Tua sucks. So <laughs> don't do that. I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> uh, if if um no I I don't want to hate on Tua um but th- th- I mean I don't know I'm just not like I they I I guess it it sucks like I said because of the schedule right they haven't had a convincing win because and it's no it's not Antonio Pierce's fault. He's won the games that he was supposed to win. Um, but I don't know. I, I personally um, – I think he's better than McDaniels because McDaniels is the worst head coach ever hired. Everywhere he goes, he sucks. Like, it's just what it is. Um, but, I like, when I watched him, like, 
they still looked bad offensively. I mean, they scored 16 points and they looked awful doing it. I mean, it just Zach Wilson sucks. It's literally. I mean, who, who do you play? Uh, Daniel Jones, who's the backup? Tommy DeVito and uh, Zach Wilson. I mean, damn, dude. Me and you could probably coach a win versus them three quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, see, I, I don't know. I'll look at it this way. There are some good players on this Raiders team, right? No, you sure. got Devontae Adams, who looks like – just on the sidelines, he looks like a whole different player. Yeah, he's happy. That's what I'm saying. He gets 40 yeah. yards. He's happy, yeah. You got Josh Jacobs, who led the league in rushing last year. Max Crosby, who I know we haven't really talked much about, and he deserves a, all he deserves all the love in the world. I believe this season he's been the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, he's up there. He's been this season. He is, he's fun to watch. And I don't say that about too many defensive players. Yeah. Right, he is fun to watch. So yeah, I, think, I think there are good enough players on this team to keep them competitive with everybody. And when you see a coach like Antonio Pierce come along, who's a former player, he has the intensity. It kind of, it's kind of like Dan Campbell with the Raiders, or not the Raiders with the Lions, right? Dan Campbell completely turned the entire organization around in a year. Yeah, culture. I think Antonio Pierce could have that same um, effect. He could have that same you know, make these guys actually believe in the system and get them to buy into the system. And um, I think I, I think they'll win this week. I think the players want to play for Antonio Pierce. I think they um, I think they want to win for him. They they want him to be their coach. This team is five and five, right? It's not like this team is trash. They're, they're not as bad as we thought they would be. Yeah, for sure. Right? They're I mean, second in this division. They're better than the Chargers, yeah. which I don't know how. It's kind of like the Steelers. The Steelers are six and three with Mike Tomlin. They're just well coached. Yeah. There's no way they should be six and three, but the Raiders are five and five because of their coaching, and well, because of the talent they got. Now they're five and five because of the coaching, right? They were three and five going into this, and like I said, Devontae Adams is good enough to carry. Josh Jacobs is good enough to physically carry. Max Crosby can cause all kinds of ha- uh, havoc, and I know that his first win was against the Giants, but let's just put this into perspective. He beat the Giants by 24 points, right? How many points did the Cowboys just beat the Giants by? 24 points. So he beat them by the same exact amount. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I'm buying into this Antonio Pierce hype. I do believe they beat the Dolphins this week. I I think I think the Magic will run out against the Chiefs, but I do I do believe that they will beat the, uh, the Dolphins this week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, you're definitely higher on them. Um, I think it's cool. I, I mean, I, if they beat Miami, that's that's great. Aiden O'Connell's terrible in my opinion, so that doesn't help. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but like I said, now culture wise, he's definitely fixed the culture. Um, and and I don't know. I mean, they it was. I don't want to say it was easy to fix the culture, but so many people hated McDaniel's. Like it was like he was kind of seeing him gone was gonna yeah, make everybody happy for sure. And and you mentioned the Chargers, so just real quick, I just want to like. This is what sucks about NFL schedule. So the Chargers lost because you mentioned that you know that they're um, having more wins. The Chargers have lost to the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Lions. Like that's just shitty. Like it's it's four games that we probably would have chosen them to lose. You know what I mean? And it's like I, that's what I, you know I, I mentioned earlier about you know the Texans. You know what I mean? Like what if they not even the Texans? Like what if uh, I'm trying to think of it like if the Bills played that schedule, but you know what I mean? Like the Bills might be them two and eight. I mean, it, it's crazy, man. That's but that's the NFL, and you can only play who you play, obviously. But my thing is with the Chargers, though, is have they won a game that they weren't supposed to win yet? I mean, no, I mean, probably not. The answer is no, yeah, you know. The and honestly, going into this past week, a lot of people would have taken the Jets because of that defense. They've that the Jets have beaten the Bills this year. You know, the Jets have hung in there with Patrick Mahomes. Dude, the Jets haven't had a quarterback that threw over 200 yards on them. I don't like it. Yeah, the Jets defense is good. Yeah. So, I I, I do like the Raiders. Like, like, we can look at just this past week, we can say that the Jets should have won this game. The Raiders should have lost this game and they won it. I can't pick one game out of the Chargers schedule that they should have lost and they won. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think that's why I'm higher on this. I know that the – the level of talent is there, right? At least the like the star talent is there, and I think that Antonio Pierce could be the guy. On the, could be the guy for the job. Just getting a fresh face in there could make them guys rejuvenated and carry him to the. Do, dub. do you think Antonio Pierce will be the coach day one next season? I, he he better be. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean if not, the Bills will hire him. 
Yeah, dude, they did. Falcons might like that. Like, there's gonna be plenty of places that are gonna want him if he keeps this up. This is what the Raiders do, though. You remember who was who was it that was the interim coach when they made the playoffs when Derek Carr got on there? Uh, I can't even think of his name. Also, and they went and hired Josh McDaniels in the offseason. After that, dude got him to the playoffs. Yep. I wouldn't be. I won't be surprised if Antonio Pierce isn't their coach. I'm not. I think he should be, but I will not be surprised if he's not. It's what yep. the Raiders do. All right. So then we got. One more, um, one more team that I want to talk about. If there's anything you want to talk about afterwards, then we can. But um, for me, it's the Atlanta Falcons, man. I, I'm super high on them. I think they're still a good team uh, compared to how they've played. Uh, at least Arthur Smith this past season, this past week, decided to give Bees on the ball, which is a, it's about damn time. Let's be honest here. But what they just lost to the Cardinals. And Kyler's return. Kyler, like you expect to see rust. Yeah. They lose to Kyler and the Cardinals. This Cardinals team isn't supposed to win games. Yeah. You know, they're they're now two and eight. And they're <laughs> dude, I don't know. The Falcons have me at a loss of words because there's so much talent on this defense. You have spent your last three top ten picks on the offensive skill players. Why is this team so bad, Dalton? I mean, you remember going into it. I I wasn't hollering. I thought they were gonna be bad. I think it's because the guy you mentioned, Arthur Smith, is terrible. Like, yeah, I mean, he gave Bijan the ball 22 times this week, but guess what? If he'd have done that six weeks ago, he probably would have had 200 yards this week. But the guy, there's no rhythm. How can there be rhythm? You know, I mean, I don't know, man. I literally, I have nothing. I, you know how I feel about the Falcons. I thought they were going to not be good. I thought they would underperform. Um, I never have hope in a team like the Falcons, man, just because Arthur Smith, I, I can't back him. Um, Taylor Heineke sucks. Desmond Ritter sucks. The Falcons suck. The Atlanta Hawks suck. I mean, Atlanta, I don't know. what. Let me ask you this. What's better, Atlanta or Charlotte? I don't know. They're, they're both terrible. No, no, hold timeout. 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 Atlanta is better because we have the Braves. Don't do that. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but, hey, the Atlanta Braves. The, hey, the Atlanta Braves. Hey, the, don't go there, Dalton. We're, hey, we're not doing this. Don't go there. Listen, listen, listen. Don't go there. You got to win in the playoffs. No, I'm I, listen. <laughs> we can timestamp it because if we go back, if we go back a few episodes ago, um, any, any some of the listeners I'm sure heard it. I I probably jinxed the Braves because I said, listen, we don't talk baseball. It was when it was when it was the beginning of October when the playoffs started. I said, but the Braves are winning the World Series. Nobody else has a chance. And boy, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with Atlanta, man, this is see. I think that this team is poised for. Um, I think this would be a good team. The Arthur Smith's gone, right? Yeah. And this is where my dream candidate for this job is Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, for sure. All the, all the great offensive weapons that got Bieniemy deserves a shot to be a head coach. Arthur Smith sucks. Arthur Smith sucks. So I think Eric Bieniemy is going to be the head coach of the Commanders. I think he's going to go from offense coordinator to the head coach. Yeah, because, I can see that because Rivera's getting fired, and because of the season that Sam Howell's had, uh, I mean. Like we talked about, I mean, dude, he's balling in terms of yardage. He's got, I mean, he had a, a few weeks earlier that was bad, but but he's gotten better. Honestly, Sam Howe's gotten a lot better. Um, and and he's up there in yardage, you know, top top five, which is probably something a lot. I mean, we had him ranked thirty two on our quarterback list. So to go from thirty two to the top five, you know, in passing yards, I mean, that's something. So yeah, I mean, I think, dude, but the enemy is literally a offensive like guru. He he, whoever he would be so good in Atlanta. I mean. B. John Robinson, dude, would would freaking ball out with him as his head coach. I think the only reason he's not a head coach, I think he got punished because his quarterback was Patrick Mahomes. And, I think and, he, and he coached with Andy Reid, 100%. Yep. You're exactly yep. right. But, I, yeah, I, B. Enemy's my dream candidate for this. He has all, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, B. John. The talent's there. Yeah, it is. You just got to get you a quarterback, and this team will be off to the races because his defense isn't terrible. No. Like I said, like like I know he's old, but Calais Campbell's there. Uh, you just got Jesse Bates. You know, like you have Deion. Uh, I think Deion Jones is still there. Deion Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like you have pieces there. You spent all this money in free agency this past year on this defense. Yeah. So I think that I, I I think it's there. You just need somebody who can one throw the ball, and then two one that can actually call plays and get your skill players the ball. Yeah, I mean, and right. so this is the thing. Kirk Cousins is a free agent, dude. I'd go sign him. I mean. If I was the Falcons, bring him in, let him play with. I mean, 
He's better than Colin Murray. Yeah. Exactly. You know? I agree. Yeah. So 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 before we before we predict the, the Thursday game, um I, I wanna ask so Aaron Rodgers is projected to play football by mid December. Said said he's only a few weeks away. That's I mean, we mentioned it last, you know, recap. We're probably gonna mention it every week to be honest until it happens. But I mean, what do you think about that? It's just crazy. It's crazy. So I'll tell you what. I I do believe Aaron Rodgers will play football this season. Uh-huh. I, I firmly believe that. His, okay. his personality, everything about Aaron Rodgers says he will play. And as bad as the Bills have been, that opens up a plus, you know, that opens up a chance for the Jets. Um, we expect Miami to fall off against these good teams like they have the entire year. Yeah. This they still have a chance. And as long as they're within two or three games come week 15, I can see Aaron Rodgers stepping on the field. So, so my only oh. worry is that he snaps it again. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's what I said. I, that's I, my I, only worry. I think Aaron Rodgers, he, he will play. And if he stays healthy, he I, I don't even see rust happening. He has no. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. He has yeah. plenty of guys. Like, them two guys alone could take the pressure off of him. He don't have to be perfect. But I'm terrified that he will tear that Achilles first play. I am too. And so, so because of that, I've got two questions for you. All right, one um, – and 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 I won't forget to so so one real quick. If Aaron Rodgers, so we mentioned before, if he came back and won a playoff game, does he come back for the year? I, I want to go further. If he comes back, they make the playoffs. He wins the Super Bowl. It's the greatest season ever by a quarterback. <laughs> I, mean, I won't go that far, but I'll go this far. If he comes back from a torn Achilles, wins a wins again, you know, actually plays. And wins the Super Bowl. He is the greatest Jets quarterback in NFL history. Uh, he was the greatest Jets quarterback by just stepping on the field and snapping his Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> he did more in those four plays than Joe Namath did in twenty years. So, all right. My second question. Um, my second question is: This is the Jets' next three games because his target date is December seventeenth. Um, it's at home against the Dolphins on Black Friday. The, the Jets could win that game. Winnable game. Then at home against the Falcons, well, I think they, they will win. They will win that game. And and here's a game that I'm not too sure about. It's at home against the Texans. Um, the Texans are better. CJ Stroud's really good, but this Jets defense at home in December, I'm sure CJ Stroud is not playing. CJ Stroud gonna be able to throw the ball for 300 yards, right? Because no, at that time, yeah, because nobody's done it. Let's say they win those three games. There's a real shot at the playoffs because yeah, look, his first game back. Is against Miami. Let's say he wins. Dude, then, that, dude, the Dolphins defense sucks. Then they have the Commanders. That's a terrible win. defense. Well, then they got the Browns. Good defense, but terrible quarterbacks. Probably a win. <laughs> and they end the season against the Patriots. I mean, it's open for Aaron Rodgers to make a hell of a story, dude. I mean, hey, look, listen. I don't know about you, but I'm here for it. Oh, I'm here for it, 100. It, it would be so so cool um, as a fan to see something like that. All right, so now we'll move on to the last topic of the of the show. We have Thursday night football, and it, for the first time in weeks, it's first time game. in weeks, we have a good game. First time in weeks, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, who look revitalized, even though they just lost to Houston. That offense still showed up. Yeah, and they and they were injured. I mean, you know what I mean. They yeah. there was yeah they were injured going in. And then you got the Baltimore Ravens, the seven and three Ravens, who. Just had a letdown against the Browns, but we still think that this defense is top two or three in the league. Lamar has played better. Like I said, I still don't trust him, but he's played better. Dude, and it's a divisional matchup. This game will come down to the last possession. Yeah. It will come down to the last possession. So I guess it's time to go ahead and open up the floor with your predictions, Dal. Um, so I feel like um that it, both teams need to win. The Ravens want to win to stay in first place in the division. Um Obviously, the Bengals want to win um, to not be 500 and to stay in contention, not just for the division, but for the playoffs. Um, so this is this is one of those games where I think that, that Baltimore is the favorite here by three and a half points. Um, division game on the road, Thursday night football. I kind of I, I kind of want to ask you this question before I give my my answer. This point in the season where, where games really matter, they do, right? Week one and two, week three. You can kind of lose and, and bounce back. We've seen Cincinnati literally do that. Week 10, NFL season, week 11, NFL season. I don't tell you the records, 
I ask you, who do you trust more, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? What are you going to say? Joe Burrow. Going with, I'm going with Cincinnati Bengals, and that's why. Not not because I don't think Lamar's been good this year. Last week I literally said that they're top three, four team in the NFL, and I still I, I think that they realistically are. Um, but this time of the season is where you see Joe Burrow be Joe Shiesty. He ain't Joe Burrow no more. And I, I trust <laughs> Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, Higgins was injured. They, they were banged up last weekend, and they could have beat the Texans. I mean, they, they had a chance to win it, honestly. Um, So, I, I like the Cincinnati here, but I think it's a, a one-possession game. I think it's super close. The only thing that makes me hesitate on taking the Bengals is that T. Higgins isn't playing. He's out yeah. with a hamstring injury. Yeah, um, That's the only thing that makes me hesitate. But I do believe that this is coming off that slight, you know, that upset loss against the Texans this past week. They're five and four. If they lose this game, they go to five and five. There are right currently eleven teams in the AFC that are five and five or better. It's a, it's a gauntlet, dude. It's a gauntlet, literally. So I think that this personally, I think that this is a must-win for the Bengals, and I think Joe Burrow will feel that. Joe Burrow is excellent in these games. So I'm I am I'm taking it solely. I don't care about Jamar Chase. I don't care about Joe Mixon. I don't care about the offenses. I don't care about the defenses. I am taking this game strictly on Joe Burrow. Yes, yeah, so you feel how I feel. It's, it's yeah. same, that's how I, I think I think Joe Burrow treats this like a playoff game. And we've seen Joe Burrow in the playoffs is really good. Coming to the season, I think I, I think you had him a, a spot lower. I had him as the second best quarterback in football. Yeah, that's how much I believe in Joe Burrow and the fact that he's healthy. Jamar Chase is healthy. Joe Mixon's healthy. I know T. Higgins is hurt, but guess what? You still have another good, another good receiver in Tyler Boyd. Yeah, right. You literally have somebody that can step in. It's not like if Devontae Smith went down and you're relying on Zacchaeus or Julio or an old Julio Jones to step in. You have another guy who's already certain he can produce. Yeah. So, I think that Cincinnati will be okay. Without T. Higgins, and I think Joe Burrow. Listen, you Ravens fans, you're going to watch a quarterback who can actually make NFL throws tomorrow. Watch Joe so, Burrow is going to make one at least at least one throw that you're like, holy shit. Well, probably probably multiple more than one. But listen, <laughs> the Browns, dude, the Browns have scored 33 points on the Ravens. The Browns, yeah, you're trying to tell me that Burrow can't show up. <laughs> I mean. Now the Bengals defense isn't as good, so I'm you know obviously there's things there, but I, I like the Bengals here. I, I like I said I do think it's gonna be a good game, close game. Like I said, this will come down to the last possession, and Ravens fans, you better hope to God that Joe Burrow does not have the ball last. Yeah, because if he does, it's over. It's over. All right. So with that being said, that is all for this episode. Um, stay tuned. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Next, the next show coming out will be our predictions for this upcoming week. Um, we're still working on getting the Apple podcast page up. Uh, hopefully them kinks will be worked out within the next couple of days. You can check this out on Spotify, follow us on Facebook, follow me on, on everything, Relay J4, follow Dalton on everything, Dalton King K1, and then go follow our TikTok page. It's the cheap seats podcast. Go on there. You're going to see, we have rankings for the quarterbacks up. I'm sure we'll do more rankings everywhere. We'll probably uh, have videos like actual video footage from this podcast be put on there you know pretty soon so just keep checking it out there's plenty of content on the way and with that said we're out